Wait, so I have a question for you. What comes after nine? Is it nine B? Enough, enough. <laughs> I, I mean, listen. I see where Roman was coming from. I'm I, like, I liked Nan when I met her. What season was it? Was that season two? Yeah, season two is like the Pierce where they go to. Uh, I figured out they're definitely in like Santa Barbara. I thought about okay. it for a really long time. Um, okay. I mean, we can just get but into it. <laughs> I'm I'm over her shit though. Like, it's tired. The pretending, like pretending to be so overwhelmed by all this money. No, I love, uh, I love the liberal capitalistic mindset where you're like, I just can't do this. This is like, this is so much. I don't really get it. Like, isn't this so crazy? It's too much. But also, can we go to ten billion? I love it. I think it's. I think that whole bit is just. It hurts so much, and I thought it was just so, so fun. Okay, so let's start here because we just had to jump in, obviously. I've just been itching about the show. And I should say that I haven't felt the way that I feel when I watch the show as I do when I was watching like maybe like maybe certain episodes of like Game of Thrones or like certain episodes of The Wire where I'm just like so tuned in and every detail matters and my brain is like sparking up and I just haven't felt that in a while. And so... Last night, I felt like I was literally smoking. Like, I just felt like I was just, like, smoking the best shit I had. And my brain was just lighting up with all these ideas. And it was – I was like, I'm in, the, I'm in the best mood ever. Yeah. I mean, it's a different show from those other ones. Like, each season – like, like, those are more intricate and broader stories. So, like, they just it's, – it's a slower burn to like later mm-hmm. in the season when the action starts to happen but you see like all the pieces being laid out this one it's like they really do a good job of showing the urgency of like each step and like there's mm-hmm. there's less to it like there's less going on like you know um the whole thing is basically just a feud between this dad and his kids but it's played out in these like really urgent like business decisions and other moments that are like so intense and so high stakes each of them so yeah it's like it's a different kind of show in that way but also it's really interesting because we start off the episode it's approximately like three months since we last saw them and he's very logan is obviously so bored like he's so not interested in anything that's going on the gojo deal is going in 48 hours and all he wants is to buy his arch nemesis's company which is like 
mm, okay, fine. We'll just do this little deal on the side. And then we switch to the kids and <laughs> Kendall walks in and is like, Romy Rome, can't wait to start a business with you, brother. And they're pitching and they're talking about the design for this like bizarre like publication. And they're also kind of bored because it's bullshit and they're not good at business. So yeah, what are they even Logan, pitching? You're such a Logan apologist. It makes me sick. It makes me sick. <laughs> because at the end of the day, and we'll skip ahead a couple of details here, the kids literally decided to scrap their own idea and just went back to getting revenge on their dad. Maybe the only person that isn't driven by that is Roman, like less so because he was really into this new media idea. But at the end of the day, they don't even have the gumption or the guts or the balls to start their own company, even if it's bullshit. They just have to go back to getting back at their dad. But like, he's like, I'll let you guys have this one little win because you guys can't even make anything yourselves. Like at the end of the day, you're pedestrian that way. First of all, I'll say that this is Logan's <laughs> flop era. No. It's clear to me from no. episode one that this is his flop era and that he's going to he's die. He's the smartest one. He is his, yeah. But that doesn't mean, like, he has the most flopping to do. He's the only one who hasn't flopped. But, first of all, the kids only knew about Pierce. First of all, I think that Tom told him to call Shiv. Because they only knew about Pierce because Tom called Shiv to talk all his shit. No, 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 no. Because like, I, I don't think Succession doesn't hide the ball. Succession doesn't do those things. I think genuinely Tom did it and it, he's like in a weird place because he knows his value to Logan. But he also knows that his value to Logan is only through Shiv. Yeah, I don't it's think like that happen- they hide the ball on yeah. that, though. He's he, he was telling Tom to call Shiv the whole episode. Like, I think genuinely Tom called Shiv because he's, like, uncomfortable with his position right now. But I also think that, like, Logan didn't anticipate necessarily the kids running up the deal to, like, $10 billion, Or thinking that they would do that. Yeah, I mean, he wanted to win. He was clearly hurt when when he lost like i think that yeah. he had like he ultimately it, he, you're right that he drove up the value to some absurd number and the kids were just out of their depth but mm-hmm. they did beat him he did want to one up them and i think that the whole like the backdrop of the episode is that he is like you say he's bored like i I thought that he was like lonely the whole time. Like he just is like he's not himself because the kids are gone. He yes. had that whole talk with the security guard of like you're my best friend. Like he's bored as shit when he was in the room. He was like trying. To, he was like somebody tell a joke. Like the whole like smell Greg's finger funny as shit. <laughs> but he does. He does. I see what you're saying. I I think all those things are true. But I think that those yeah. those are kind of the those are kind of the results. Like that's just kind of the landscape after season three, like Shiv flopped for all of season three and you saw her and Tom's marriage fall apart and how Tom was repositioning himself closer to Logan. 
I think compare that to after episode one of the fourth season, Shiv being the one who closed it with Nan and then didn't give Tom the, the satisfaction like within their personal relationship where we like, I mean, I assume that they were kind of building to this point of just like having this huge blowout where Tom got some shit, some shit off his chest. He didn't right. get that. But all it is and, is like them laying on the bed. <laughs> yeah. And then Tom like is in that position next to Logan and he like kind of gets his shot and he like he failed. So that is more now the backdrop that we're going into the, the second episode and the rest of the season with. I think also that with Tom, he has always been this POV for people that don't understand this world and who are navigating it in such a careful way. Like Tom is very careful and is very, he's mm -hmm. less of a comedic character from season one to now. Like they, he was kind of just this like bumbling, you know, bull in a china shop type of thing. And now it's very much like he's very graceful. Everything he says, I think like my favorite line from this episode was like a little tummy tickle on the culture. And like he talks like that now, you know, and like he didn't used to talk like that in season one. And so it's just yeah. like he is this like very interesting person to watch because he's not very cold. And at times you can tell he's just disgusted with how people in this world act but he also knows what he has to do to like survive. I also think Roman is a winner in this episode. I don't know how they're going to tie his character up by the end, but I just think he's one of the smartest ones. He's just like so out there that like, he could never run the company. And he's not a killer either. He's not a shark, but he's just smart in the way of he knows what makes sense and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I just like love his character. I love like watching him figure it out and being like, fine, fuck me. I guess we're going to go do 10 billion. But just so you know, that's a thousand millions. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Roman somehow has come into the position as like an interesting, like voice of reason between the three kids. Right. And right. Somehow it works. Like, who are some other, before we move on, who are some other characters? Because we really just talked about, like, Logan and Tom. Who are some other characters that stood out in the episode? I'll say Connor, for me, he's, I mean, he's just an idiot. Con Connor's just a fucking idiot. <laughs> and Connor is so funny. Like, my favorite line is when she goes, but you'll still be rich, right? And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, like, a yeah, hundred yeah. million dollars less. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, because all the growth that, like, even Greg, because I want to mention Greg, too, um, all of the kind of evolution and growth that you've seen from the other characters who are idiots in season one, Yeah, um, that's just completely not there from Connor, and he just has, like, no. so settled into just being who he is, and it's somehow refreshing, the, it's just because he's such a sideshow. Um, so they kind of show that, like, like that, that's weirdly like a metaphor probably for how he is in like that election. They keep talking about how important it is. And so I assume we'll, we'll learn more about the candidates and Connor is just there. Yeah, definitely. Chilling at 1%. <laughs> well, I think, I think that's what I'm excited to see shake out. We've been talking about this election in the show since 
probably like late season one, definitely season two. Um, And so finally, like after all that primary stuff and like the Republican convention and, you know, whatever, now it's finally coming to a pace, a space where we get to actually see like what this means that these two candidates are shaking out to be and what this election is like what it actually means um so i think that'll be really exciting to see in these next couple of episodes i think this proposition of like carrie as assistant friend advisor like hilarious lines from her uh taking all the roy kids shit like uh, the all the blowjob jokes <laughs> that are being <laughs> thrown at her within <laughs> like 30 seconds um but yeah, I think Logan looks around. He's like, I only have Carrie now, which is weird. And Marsha um, is shopping in Milan forever. So <laughs> it looks like we're stuck with Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> nah, Carrie. I mean, behind every billionaire is just a trail of people who just take a ton of shit. I yep. guess. Let me just acknowledge my boy Greg for just getting some great one-liners out there. He's also like a a little bit of a dumbed down Tom in terms of like you can just kind of see him becoming like a rich yeah. shithead like in the backdrop. I don't want to know what goes on at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but like the I would say the way I would describe the difference and which you kind of realize this season or or this episode is that it's just going to be about the family the whole time like a typical show like season one you learn about the main characters you learn about like sort of like you build context for like the world and and stuff that you're in and then in each following season there's like another problem like there's another thing that's introduced that becomes part of the story like I kept kind of looking for that in like season two and three with like shareholder meeting and like the all the congressional uh hearings and like is tom gonna go to jail like all of that stuff it's all just like different ways for them to explore different parts of the family dynamic right and i think like this this season like we might not see nan or like the pierce family again right like at for all we know the Roy kids dealing with that and that's just going to be like them dealing with them purchasing that right like I think they're going to just wrap up a lot of these different like storylines that have been going on for the last I don't know 20 something episodes and then like you said we're just going to see that the family focus and like that dynamic really just play out and it's interesting to me that like Logan really hasn't spoken to the kids at all right like I expected to see one of the kids somewhere near him kind of and like instead they're just kind of like in LA like it's just like a weird it's a weird backdrop it's a weird backdrop yeah no the, the physical separation is cool though yeah and I like the juxtaposition between California and New York because it's been such a New yeah. York centric show and then you know times there were Europe yeah, I'm excited. We're gonna. I mean, we just did a fucking 30 minute cap recap, but we had to because yeah. succession. So sorry.
what do you think about the Jonathan Major stuff? Kind of crazy and upsetting and disappointing. Yeah, all of those things. I mean, and and the thing that comes up again is like people saying that they want to give him the same leeway that would be given to a white man who's in this type of situation. And that's like not really what it's about. Right. I think there's two like sides of it. Right. It's like Hollywood protects abusers or the entertainment industry protects abusers. And then it's just sad because he's like a black actor who has started to like make this name for himself and then essentially is like not or is like known at least by certain circles to be like this normally yeah well i mean to go back to succession it's like part of why that's fun to watch is because like people aspire to be able to act the way that those people are seen acting and like get away with it and yeah um that's not like what to me that's not what equality is right like you still have to you still have to when you see something like this and when you see all the people that knew him previously um the way that they talked about like who he is and like how all of the women in those spaces like learn to move around him to keep themselves safe like uh you have to understand like what we're dealing with and that that shit is not okay no matter who it is right and no matter who it happens to either Yeah. because i think also yes this happened to a white woman but which is like has its own like we could unpack that dynamic for a while but it's like this has definitely happened to women that are not white around him and uh, like people probably people who are willing to say those things and defend him now are the same people that were on the other side of it when he was like posing in the pink fits and stuff and talking about he was he was like emasculating black people and like all this type of shit so you know you can't have it both ways and i also think it's like just because guys do that and wear pink and talk about feminism and talk about like being against rape culture does not mean that they have not committed those crimes. Like it does not make them immune or like, unfortunately, like we live in a world where men, you could say one thing and do something that completely contradicts what you just said or what you quote unquote believe. And so I think that yes, he can dress in pink on essence and, and carry on that goddamn cup all day long and like appeal to this like soft, femme side of men but at the end of the day he is an abuser and like you said two things can be true at once yeah for real (laughs) my sister said something so wild she was like honestly in creed like he looks like he was not acting (laughs) like he was either acting really fucking good or he was not acting at all like that came from somewhere deep down (laughs) and i don't know where that came from but That's it came so from somewhere deep. And like, I. <laughs> no, because he, he gave an interview where he was acting like that, like along with the promo to where mm-hmm. Megan and I looked up 
if he method acts like if he's one of those one of those dudes but also i forget who it was it might have been um dude from twilight that said uh yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, he was said the quote was, because you know I don't forget a Robert Pattinson quote or interview. That is my, Robert that Pattinson. is my man, my man, my man. Um, He said, no one method acts to be a kind person. Let's end on your favorite succession quote from last night. Smell Greg's finger. Does anybody want to smell Greg's finger? Because I was just waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for that confrontation to happen. My favorite is why? Because she's brought a ludicrously capacious bag. What's even in there, huh? Flat shoes for the subway. Her lunch pail. I mean, Greg, it's monstrous. It's gargantuan. You could take it camping. You could slide it across the floor after a bank job. <laughs> Damn, you wrote the whole thing down. It's so funny. <laughs> because, and um, I saw capacious. some capacious is a crazy word. And this is the best thing about that part of the, that scene is I saw a tweet today that a reporter said that before the premiere, Jesse Armstrong said that they interviewed some like wealthy New York woman and was just basically asked her like, what is like the tackiest bag someone could bring to like one of these events? Like I, not ironically, like they were trying to fit in. So they brought this bag mm-hmm. and I guess that's what they came up with. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, also have to mention Substack meets Masterclass meets The Economist meets The New Yorker. Which is bizarre because you know that those three children have never read any of those. Like, Kendall probably is, like, so stuck in, like, 2021 that he thinks that, like, Substack is, like, the crux of, like, modern-day ideas. And it's not. Yeah. And it's just so funny to me that like that was the intersection they came up with. I would be the hundred employee. Like I would totally want to interview for them. I'm gonna miss this show so much, but that's all I got. Yeah, me too. Every- everyone, I know that Twitter is the algorithm's weird, and I don't show you sometimes what you want to see. But go follow us on Twitter if you are a Succession fan. We will live tweet each episode. We'll retweet some stuff that stuff. are also maybe. funny. Yeah, maybe. But we'll mostly be tweeting about this. Um, and sometimes you can pick out who's tweeting what. I don't know. Kind of fun. Because I saw Will's tweets and I was like, ooh, that's funny. And then he saw mine and said, oh, that's even funnier. Even funnier. Even funnier.